This is TF Wire Transformers Week in Review, episode 44, recorded June 18th, 2006, and is brought to you by BigBadToyStore.com. Welcome to TF Wire. It's the finger holes, Ultra Magnus. We shall call you New Soundwave. It pays to get Transformers because you get girls. This is Matrix Prime. Power 64. This is Matt Spada. This is Curious Saint Transformer. Chill out. Hello and welcome to TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review. I am Jesse slash Matrix Prime, and on this week's show, I am joined by Spada. Hi. Curious. Good morning. And the returning I was 64. Yay! That wasn't even me talking there. And I introduced you last uh, so you could talk about your uh, picture. Oh, yes. In response to the people who had been complaining about my picture, be happy that's there. I really don't like giving out my image on the internet. If it would make you happier seeing the full body of someone, I can put up my avatar that I used on the AllSpark of Christopher Walken from Weapon of Choice, but... That's the best picture you're going to get for now. Hey, at least you get to see his eye. And his nose. Don't forget forehead. And forehead. And wrist. And part of your hand. Yeah. And his beautiful, beautiful eyelashes. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm flattered. <laughs> okay, so on to the news, yes? Yes. Sure. Okay, our first story. Peter Cullen auditions for the movie, or does he... In a post on the Don Murphy forums, a poster by the name of Diabetes stated that Peter Cullen has already auditioned for the upcoming live-action movie. This was apparently confirmed by Don Murphy himself, who said that it was absolutely true, but readers of the message board misread his post. In another post, Don Murphy has stated that I never confirmed anything of the kind. Nada. Someone else posted it. I made fun of them. Do not put words in my mouth. This is a non-story, then. It is. It's like, yeah, it's like... Hey, he auditioned. No, he didn't. Okay. So let's take this opportunity <laughs> to discuss uh, something about the whole thing in general. And said so There was some interesting reaction over the thought of Peter Cullen auditioning, and it brought back the discussion of who should play Optimus Prime in the movie and some more voice action, uh, just basic speculation. So what, what do we think as far as the status of the voice actors for the movie? Jazz, if he's in it, should be played by Samuel L. Jackson. Now, uh, what do we think of the whole voice actor thing? I mean, Peter Cullen is prime to just so many people. But Gary Chalk's been heavily involved in the Transformers franchise for longer than Cullen was, even. Or, at this point, yeah, it is. It's at least the same amount of time, and Chalk's been putting in more voice time. Cullen did the commercials through to about G2, but Chalk's been doing TV series from Beast Wars onward, so... Eh. It would be, it would be neat anyway. if they could take... If they could use uh, Peter Cullen, or if they're going to, if they're not going to go with Peter Cullen for Prime, at least maybe give him Ironhide. If Ironhide sounds, if Ironhide is in the movie, that would be cool. Yeah, I do want to see Gary Chalk in this movie in some respect, but I don't just don't think he would fit as Prime. Do you want to see? I would like. Do you want to see him as a voice I, actor or another character? No, I actually want to see him playing a character in the movie. 
anybody who's a fan of Stargate SG-1 and I think the most recent Freddy vs. Jason movie or something like that. Which I'm not. He he does a decent amount of live-action acting, and he's usually pretty good once you get past the point of, holy crap, it's Optimus Prime with a different accent. Where w- Really? I've, n- I've never even seen him in anything. Where was he in Stargate? Uh, he's uh, Colonel Chekhov. The uh, Russian envoy to the SGC that shows up a few times a season. Oh, wow. So Optimus Prime with a Russian accent? Yeah, it's Optimus Prime with a Russian accent. <laughs> and it's completely awesome. But yeah, I'd love to see him. He does seem to do well playing figures of authority that aren't figures of great authority. Like, uh, I don't know, public official type things or just official type people. Maybe as a town sheriff or something in the town that is taking place. Even as a cameo, it would be really cool to have him in there. If they're not going to have guys like Colin and Chalk in there in an official capacity, they should be at least given cameos. Okay, so going back to Optimus Prime, if if Colin does an audition and he doesn't get the role, who do you want to see play Optimus Prime? Ooh, that is a toughie. I know some people had been suggesting uh, George Clooney. Like uh, you. But... Yes, me. Now, George Clooney's far too sexy to be Prime, you know. I, you know, Prime's not a seducer, <laughs> he's a leader, you know. He's not a lover, he's a fighter. Eh. Jean-Luc Picard. Or Patrick Stewart. Yeah, that's who should play him. <laughs> uh, I think Patrick Stewart has done enough <laughs> iconic characters for one lifetime. Same for Ian McKellen, if you want to bring that one up. But, yeah, they're... it's so hard to pick a voice actor for Prime. Although I do have trust in uh, the whole thing that they will choose decent people for it. And uh, if Colin does audition for it and he's not the best actor for the job, he shouldn't get it. Enough said. Next story. No, I had one other thing. <laughs> God There's damn one it. Other voice act- There's one other character who I know the perfect voice actor for. Starscream should be voiced by Brian Johnson, lead singer of ACDC. Hmm. And that's terrible. How is that terrible? <laughs> now can we move on? <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Once you tell me, how is that terrible? <laughs> because it's just really, really bad. In what sense? And that he sounds nothing like a Starscream should sound. Okay, listen to the thunder. Just because he can scream. And then watch Transformers. Them. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Yes, move on, please. God damn In it. In other... Story two. Story 2, teaser trailer music recorded. Music for the forthcoming teaser trailer to the live-action movie, set to be unleashed early next month, has been recorded. <laughs> the music was composed by Steve Jablonski. I'm going to say it again because it's fun. Jablonski. The man behind some of the music in movies such as Armageddon, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Metal Gear Solid 2, which... Is it video Depending game? on who you talk to, is a video game or a movie with a few interactive bits in the <laughs> middle of it. A small portion of the teaser music can be heard in the synth version at transformersmovie.com. So say the parrot. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. For anybody who notices bird sounds in the background, I'm recording this outside. He's recording it in a jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Yes. That's where I've been the past few weeks. I've been trying to (laughs) crawl and climb my way out, and I finally got to a place where I could get enough sun to recharge my laptop using solar power. It, That's complete bullshit, but you have no way to tell. It didn't come with a hand crank? <laughs> no, that cost another hundred buck laptop. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> okay, so the teaser trailer music. Does anybody know this? The music that this Steve Jablonski does? Uh, I've got oh. the soundtrack to Metal Gear Solid 2, and... Well, he wasn't the main composer no. for that, though. He was, like, right. the extra composer. Yes. It, the one good thing I can say about him, not being really that familiar with his work, Michael Bay has worked with him a lot. Yes, I did notice that on the Internet Movie Database. Yeah, so, uh, if nothing else... You have a uh, guy composing the music for it that's on the same page as the Which director is. Which is a good is. sign. Even if it sucks, it will suck <laughs> cohesively. I wonder if we're going to get any of Vince DiCopola's music. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't. He's only ever done one movie score, and that was Transformers a movie, and then he used it for every subsequent film he ever did. <laughs> it is! It's just the same... You know, he's got the theme of Unicron popping up in the Rocky movies, and... Uh, <laughs> All he can do is synthesize the music. You know, time has moved on, and he hasn't. He's still using his Casio synthesizer in the you know late two thousand and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think we'll hear the song "The Touch" anywhere no. in the movie? <laughs> and God, I hope there's not a crappy music video either. Man, I wouldn't mind hearing "The Touch" either in some kind of joke scene where it's like it pops up on a radio and somebody says, "Turn that crap off." <laughs> Or if they do it like they did for the Spider-Man movie, where they had the music buried in the middle of the credits. Would we call that a uh, fan wing? Yes, we would. (laughs) I had to throw one of those in. It's been a while. Yeah. Fan wank. Okay, so moving on. That's disturbing. (laughs) Yes, let's move on. Okay, story three. Remy gets up close with Unicron. TFKenCon.com has been updated with this newest picture gallery, Act 408, which features Cybertron Unicron. In true Remy fashion, the picture gallery includes many up-close and detailed shots of the toy from many different different angles, as well as size comparisons and shots of the packaging and bio. I would also like to point out that there is a link to uh, the actual gallery on our forums. Yes. Yep. Which that reminds me, I still need to register and then wreak havoc. <laughs> but uh I you know, I've seen this figure. I'm going to buy him, but man, he's ugly. <laughs> it's the color scheme just doesn't quite that seem to work. That and the his face, he looks like um he reminds me of like a small well, that. <laughs> How can the color scheme not work? It's the classic Unicron orange color scheme. Would you rather see him in the later Cybertron black and um, orange color scheme, was it? No, well, it was it was green. It just doesn't fit on there well. Yeah. I have seen some Photoshop paint jobs that do improve it a decent amount, something to break up just all the yellow. One of the most interesting ones was actually uh, painting it like a Cybertron Megatron. Hmm. Yeah, I think the toy. I think the toy would have been a lot better had it not been Unicron. Give it a yeah. give it a completely different head and a different color scheme. Well, I'm going to. Act- well, give it. Hell, use the same head. Give it some more highlights in maroon and maybe use some green in there and call it Bludgeon. That's an idea. Hmm. I've got I've got an idea for the figure. I'm going to when I get it. I want to get two. One for myself, and then the other I'm going to be kit-bashing. Um, sometimes I like to take figures that I don't like and just repaint them. 
uh, I'm just going to repaint this one. I've got an idea. I'll share it with everybody once I've got it done. All right, we expect. Oh, picks. there will be there will be picks. And, All right, and then. many of them. Yes. Awesome. Now, uh, the one other interesting thing I thought was the bio on it. It's actually, as has been the uh, rule rather than the exception for Energon, the bios have been you really mean good and creative. Yeah, Cybertron. I said Energon, yes. didn't I? Crap. Anyway. Uh, anyway. It doesn't matter. Anyway, the bios <laughs> have been really good. And this one actually was pretty interesting and did a decent job of explaining, or as I call it, shoehorning <laughs> in an explanation for why he looks like that instead of a planet. On the other hand, it actually, uh, the this is probably the first time that I've been interested by the tech specs for a figure. His speed infinite. is infinite. <laughs> his yeah, I like the little infinite his symbol. His strength is infinite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, strength is a byproduct of force. Force equals mass times acceleration. If his speed is infinite, that means his acceleration is... Him impacting with something would cause a massive deceleration, which is a force, which is a infinite force and infinite speed actually do go together in my weird physics world that I just probably killed everybody who doesn't care well, about physics with. As but speed anyway, increases, mass increases, and you get infinite mass as you approach uh, the speed of light... And therefore, if uh, your mass is infinite, then your force is infinite, as mass is related to force, is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the other interesting thing is this does set up a little bit of a rivalry. Anybody who read the Dreamwave uh, more than meets the eye for the G1 series knows that there's another Transformer out there whose speed is potentially infinite. And that the Micromaster be... Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yes. There's a Transformer called Big Daddy. Yeah, he's a MicroMaster. He re, he uh, he's the head of the what is it? The Speed Patrol. Yeah, the Hot the main, Patrol. Oh, he's one of the main characters in the MicroMasters uh, subseries that Comic. Dreamwave did. And yeah. I'm s I'm so glad I don't read the comics. He was the highway reconnaissance member of the MicroMaster Hot Rod Patrol. Thank you, having Opera set up so that I can do a search on TFU without actually having to visit the website. <laughs> he was available with Greaser, Hubs, and Trip Up. There were no additional versions, it was never recolored, never remolded, and the name was never reassigned. However, the rivalry is still there. Who would win in a race, since they're both capable of infinite speed? Uh, technically, no, neither of them, because as soon as you hit the speed of light, it cancels out the universe. So even okay, let's assume that the universe we're in does not have that kind of constraint to it. Yes, but you're bypassing uh, Einstein's theory of relativity, where the infinite sign appears at the bottom of the uh, equation of the uh, fraction, and therefore, when you hit the bottom of the equation, you hit you get an infinite compound number, which therefore negates physical matter. Well, you, the winner okay. of the match would be mathematically indeterminate. Hmm. All right. This has to be the most scientific show ever. You know, I'm going to say Unicron, simply because he's going to turn <laughs> around and eat Big Daddy. Oh, there's another... That his tiny me. little mouth he's there's got on another his part of the toy that I just absolutely love. He's got these huge cannons, giant claws and all that, and when you insert the force key, it reveals... A Pez dispenser. A tiny... 
<laughs> yeah, it's tiny, and it looks like it would it's do It's a Pez nothing. dispenser. Although, I've heard an explanation for that, too. That it's like a m- ultra-high-speed minigun that fires plutonium bullets or some <laughs> such crap. Which would make it seem more badass, but I like the idea that it's just like a... Instead of being noisy cricket-type powerful from... If you guys remember the Men in Black reference. If you don't, eh. But... I would just like the idea of that it's a really crappy little weapon that's in there that he just doesn't bother to use the Force ship for. Which does kind of make sense, because he's Unicron, and the Force ships all call upon the power of Primus. Yay, knowledge of fiction. Can we move on now? Yes, let's. Story number... Four! This is four, right? Yes, four. Review and picture gallery of Classics Astro Train has been posted. Maz of TF1.com has gotten a hold of Transformers Classics Astro Train test shot figure and has written a brief review and overview of the figure. Along with the review, there are many pictures of all three modes, including pictures which detail its transformation process. The Classics line is due to hit stores... So who would win in a race, Unicron, Big Daddy, or Awa's voice when he's reading the news? They're all all like (laughs) very very fast. Uh, It would be one of the other two, because mine kind of seems to crash... Burn, explode, and then make me go <laughs> when I get up to uh, around uh, one fourth C. Yes, I don't know who would win a race. I don't know who would win a race. Do you know Chim Chim? No, no, I don't know either. Do you know? No, I don't know either, Chim Chim. <laughs> you must win the race, Speed. How are we going to win the race? I don't know, Papa. Well, we have to win the race. I don't know, Papa. Okay, this wow. has been stupid <laughs> stuff theater. So back on topic, <laughs> Astro Chain looks yeah. awesome. He does. He's a great homage. I just can't quite seem to get excited about him. To me, who just fired that bullet? Huh? What? what the hell are I you just talking heard a, about? <laughs> I just heard a bullet. I hear birds. It's because you li- you're living in the fucking jungle. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. <laughs> Curious. <laughs> Note that that was not me. That was Curious <laughs> doing bird calls. <laughs> okay. Anyways, to me, the front of Astro Train looks like a race car. His chest, doesn't it? I can see that. Am I the only one that thinks that? I can that? see that. Oh, it looks a little bit out of place to me. On the one hand, it does. On the other hand, isn't it there on the original? Just not quite as the uh, wing. Pronounced. The wing is. But it doesn't look like a race car. I'm just... Why did they choose white? Uh, that was the color of the toy? Well, that was the, the color of one of the toys. Like, there, was, there were two versions of sell- it. And in the sh- they're selling it based on the shuttle mode, oh, yeah. which isn't purple. And as opposed to the original version, they were selling it on the train mode. Yeah. Doesn't seem like they're real. From the packaging mockups we saw, it didn't look like they were actually trying to uh, sell it on the whole triple changer thing. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Well, the week after the pictures mm-hmm. surfaced, and we said uh, the Astro Trains picture had appeared on the main Transformers website, but they'd only got the two modes. Uh, the day after we were talking about what all yeah, the possible reasons up. could be, yeah, the third one turned up, so. Maybe Hasbro was. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, There's so. not a picture on the site of them posting a check for a million dollars to me, either. <laughs> Has anybody else noticed that? 
Send me some free shit, <laughs> please. Yeah, if you send us toys, we'll review them. Pro we'll bono. Be nice. We promise. We love the stuff enough to do this without any real uh, profit out of it, just for the love of the thing. Send us some free crap, okay? Moving on. Sure. Ooh, let's. Our final our sellouts. news story. Stop yes. begging. Story number five. <laughs> what Stop was that? Begging, guys. Let, let, story number five. Okay, right. story number five. Primus and Titanium due out soon, and a few new surprises. According to Mouth04 of the AllSpark, the target computer system shows that Cybertron Primus is currently being shipped to stores and will carry a price tag of $49.99. The computer system also shows that Transformers Titanium should be hitting store shelves in approximately two weeks. And lastly, the computer system also lists a few surprises, such as Trans Optimus vs. Megatron, which retails for $19.99, and Trans Minicon Classics, which retail for $6.99. I remember hearing some other interesting ones that were in there, too. Like, uh, he said that the webs, that the computers that he saw at Target indicated that Classics were going to be out in, like, week 24, which isn't November, <laughs> but more like July. Yeah. Yeah, but if I remember correctly, I believe he posted information about... I can't remember what, what it was. I don't know if it was the alternators or what. That they would be out sooner than what they were, and they weren't. Hmm. The stores just had them, but they didn't actually put them out on the shelves. And uh, other than that, I also think I remember seeing something weird like a deluxe-sized Megatron for a Cybertron. I don't remember that. I know there was a lot of speculation about it. Well, the... Primus I'm not surprised about, but I real Primus is due. <laughs> I really <laughs> want to get the uh, titanium, six-inch titanium figures. I can't I'm wait for those. To, I'm looking forward to seeing full-on galleries and stuff like that as six-inch titaniums, but I'm not sure I'll pick them up. You're passing on them? Well, Optimus, I mean, I've got a ton of Optimus toys already. It's kind of... Well, then what's one more? And it's War Within, Optimus. 20 bucks that I can't spend on something else. <laughs> and uh, the Megatron, can you really blame me on not buying that one? Well, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Megatron, but... I I'm liking the Jetfire figure. And the uh, War and Within the Thundercracker. Thundercracker. Oh, I haven't seen the Jetfire. What was yet. that, Kyrus? Oh, War Within those. Thundercracker as well is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I, d I definitely want that one. Are those actual transforming Yeah, they're ones, actual or? transforming yeah. ones. Oh, there are wow. pics of them, and oh, I think I remember. Yeah, there are pics of both of them on a uh, Big Bad Toy Store. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they also have a listing for a Primal Prime. That's right. The, or was that Optimal? Was it Primal Optimal? or Optimal? Damn it! Yeah, now, well. now I forget which. Well, if it's a, a cool version of that, I might pick up that one. I'm currently lacking a, a Optimus Primal toy at the moment, although I am looking forward to picking up the uh, Beast Wars 10th Anniversary figs. When they come out, whenever the hell that is. I think soon, <laughs> July or August. Hopefully. <sighs> I don't want to wait that long. Now, what what could possibly be this Trans Optimus versus Megatron? Uh, For only twenty dollars, yeah. they can't be very big. Well, that would actually put it right in the. Could it be a two pack of the deluxes that are going to be sold separately for Cybertron? Possibly. Uh, another weird idea that I'm just throwing out there that I have absolutely no indication towards is maybe it's Legends of Cybertron Optimus and Legends of Cybertron Megatron set up with a little playset to play in. 
Like a diorama or something. Oh, come on. You know Hasbro isn't that creative. <laughs> eh. If it <laughs> if it is, I'd buy it. I don't have either of those figures. Yeah, that'd be cool. What, what yeah, about this? What about these Minicon classics? Have we had enough of these damn Minicons? You know, normally I like the Minicons, but I'm getting real tired of all these multi-colored... I, they're what? Maybe 21 molds? Well, they did start bringing out some new molds. Well, too. just those three. And not in the Versus yeah. sets, either. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Go ahead. With the Classics title, I'm just wondering if maybe it's a... Like the basic version of the of the classics line, maybe some figures we haven't seen yet. We haven't, we didn't see any mock-up packaging or stuff like that for classics, yeah. though. Well, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Well, I've actually got an idea of something that it could be that would be pretty cool. Micromasters with uh, remolded uh, minicom ports on them. That's an idea. I'm not sure how well that would work. Considering uh, they're they're really small. <laughs> Oh no, they're about the same. Yeah. They are small. They're about the same size, but the design aesthetic between MicroMasters and Minicons is completely different. You know, all the MicroMasters have got tiny heads and properly proportioned robot modes, so they actually look like smaller versions of the original G1 Transformers. Whereas Minicons, you know, don't have the proportioned bodies or the uh, robot modes. Well, some of them do. J just say it. They suck. No, they're different, and I love them because of that. Yeah, you can't attach MicroMasters to Optimus Prime and have him use them as weapons. You could. It would just look really bad. That's the coolest thing about the whole Minicon thing, in my opinion. It's not... It's the fact that they're the reincarnation of the Blank Masters gimmick from uh, G1 rather than the small robots by themselves. <laughs> but it was poorly executed, in my opinion. With some of them, yes. Some of them were poorly executed. Well, some they didn't of them push it ass. far enough in the uh, direction of the old headmasters because we had Overload, who was like headmaster, and then we had Runover and Overrun. I can't remember which one's which. One was Prime's, one was Nemesis Prime's. Uh, Runover was the one that was included with the Nemesis Prime repaint. Overrun was the uh, one that was included. Yeah, and they with were the kind of like Prime. target masters, but they only did like one or two examples of a target master or a headmaster and just left it at that. They did a ton of examples of the Target Master. There were six team. There were six other ones that were sold in packs of three. Oh, you mean the uh, oh, you're, you're th the um, Rescue Patrol with Firebot and Prowl? Oh yeah. Yeah. And then the uh, planes that turned into handheld weapons. Uh, the Shuriken, oh. the Claw, and the Barrel Gun. The air military patrol. Yeah. Now, and then the military teams, the uh, guys that were just kind of missile trucks, they didn't actually transform into weapons, but you could just kind of stick them on there and it's a missile point. Now, those those were my favorite minicons, the ones that had that third mode that, yeah, they were a minicon, yeah, they were yeah. a robot, but then they also had, it wasn't the best mode sometimes, but it was there. I mean, they could turn into something else. Yeah, I had great fun matching up Minicons to their ideal partner. Like, I took uh, Energon in Inferno and max matched up with Firebot, because they were both red fire engines, and if you got two Firebots and attached them to the side, you had fantastic red missile pods, which matched the red fire engine beautifully. Oh, yeah. They were great. 
that's the trick. You need more of those kind of minicons if you're going to do or it. Or giving Energon Prowl Prowl from the uh, Rescue Patrol as well as a blue gun uh, to the blue police car, which is fantastic. This is bugging me here for a sec. Didn't the uh, head? Didn't the uh, minicon that went with uh, whatever the hell the name of the trailer thingy that was turned into Ultra uh, Magnus from Energon? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't the minicon on him also a uh, target master? Yeah, it could flip out and turn yeah. into a gun, yeah. Yeah. But it didn't make much sense considering it was his head. And it was also the only minicon which actually included a minicon port on it. Uh, not an actual minicon port like a minicon, but a transformer minicon port. One of the hard points. So you, you could actually could put attach another to. minicon to him as well. The only transform, uh, the only minicon who did that. Oh yeah, that's right. They could do some other interesting things with them, like uh, minicon duocons, maybe. Hmm. I just, I, I don't want to see any more combiner groups. The two versions of, uh, what was it, Perceptor? The two versions of Perceptor. I like this. They, or at least the Energon one. The Energon one was The fun. Energon one was it fun, was... but it was so in unstable. And it just, <laughs> those are firecrackers, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, which are illegal around here. But... In the jungle. Yes. <laughs> Never! Yes. Uh, the are, are we done with the minicon <laughs> talk? The minicon talk will probably come up a couple more times. <laughs> We're sorry, everybody, yeah. but it just... All... If there's ever a mention of minicons, we'll probably go off on a tangent like that. Tangent ahoy! It well, we did happens. mention the idea of doing a sister podcast of TFY, and maybe we should do, like, minicon monthly every week. Every month, rather, because it's Minicon Monthly, so it has Ugh. to be every month. I'll have to edit out any and all, all mentions of uh, the Minicons. No. <laughs> okay, so moving on to our... Uh, yeah. Curious has the Ultimate Transformers Ballad Part 3 for us, don't you? I do. Yes. And now I'll hand... Yeah, I'll all hand right. over to myself. So... <laughs> so here's Curious. The Ultimate Transformers Rock Ballad. Part 3. I'm curious in this week, the Ultimate Transformers ballad has gone horribly wrong. I must bang my head repeatedly now against the table. This week I've been trying to record the vocal parts for the ultimate Transformers rock ballad. I wanted to include as much of the original recordings of the Auto Assembly 2006 guests as I possibly could, but this just wasn't the case, especially with Simon Williams. His West Country accent, as charming as it is, just doesn't lend itself very well to rock vocals. Primus's essence guides us towards the light. And while it would be beautiful music in its own right, it wouldn't be quite the ultimate rock ballad that I was setting out to make. We transform into a car! Oo-ar! 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 I also had the problem of trying to record some choral parts for this week. I tried recording them myself, and it just hadn't worked. <laughs> So I tried to enlist the help of my housemates. Here's them doing their own unique version 
of the Halo theme music. Uh, I can't remember it now. Jimmy, come closer, Jimmy. No, no, closer, closer. I realised this project was quickly slipping downhill and I needed to bring in some serious vocal talent. So I decided to call someone I met a few weeks back at a party who was doing a small acoustic set. Having little success with the vocals, I decided to move on to trying to record the bass line. And that was the last take before the bass distortion pedal died a death. I must admit to being a distortion head, it's one of my many failings as a human being. And so I did very much bring that on myself. And so with very little progress made this week and me still waiting for my vocalist to get back, I had to find a way to amuse myself. Megatron, it's all going wrong. Will things ever start looking up for me? Yes. Really? Oh, wow. Well, well, what do you think of the sections that I've done so far? Excellent. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, thank you, Megatron. You're, you're too kind. Join me next week when hopefully... Oh! Oh! Hello! Uh... Uh... Oh... No, I thought you were someone else, sweetie. Uh... Yes, I... I realise you're telling me you love me, but at the moment I'd rather you were telling me that you could sing. Will the mysterious vocalist agree to help cure us? Can the distortion pedal be resurrected from certain death? And will this end up worse than Carnage in C minor? Find out on next week's thrilling instalment of The Ultimate Transformers Rock Ballad. Thank you, Curus. Now, <laughs> yes, I know you can't actually you. hear it, but I'm holding up a lighter and waving it in the air. <laughs> so how many more uh, parts of this ballad do we have to go through? Uh, I think the correct question there is how many parts of the ballad have you got to enjoy uh, left? Um, what? Well, <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting for the phone call from the vocalist. Uh, she's not got to go back to me yet, and the bass line needs redoing, but apart from that, it, it's all go. And I could actually send you a very rough demo version, but I, I think I won't. I, I'll leave it. So maybe one, maybe two. It, it depends how many other obstacles get thrown in my way. What I actually meant was how many more do we have to go through till we get to the final song? That's ah, I, I see. Nice backstepping <laughs> there. Um, uh, truth is, I, I don't know. We'll just have to see how the um, gods of music treat me over the coming weeks with my uh, distortion pedal and uh, vocalists eyesing, singing, inging. Fair enough. Now on to the listener sound off segment. We actually have a submission this week. Hey. Yay. Yes, our submission comes from Crazy Steve, who's going to discuss the Transformers Art of War series. And now we hand it over to Crazy Steve. He's crazy! This is Crazy Steve. Welcome to my three-minute overview of G.I. Joe vs. the Transformers Volume 3, The Art of War, so far. The Art of War is a Devil's Due publishing publication. 
a five-part comic book series that's currently on number three right now. I expect number four will be out uh, within the next two weeks. Usually they come out in the latter half of the month. Now, The Art of War is written by Tim Seeley, and the pencils have been predominantly by Joe Ng, with James Ray's assisting Joe in issue number three. Now, overall, the setup is that uh, the, the U.S. government has created Serpent Organic Robot, or Serpent OR for short. He's a half-human, half-android weapon that's escaped the government facility where it was created and is after the Autobot Matrix of Leadership. That's a really quick, concise kind of nutshelling of the premise. The Autobots, by this time, have pretty much won the war. The Decepticons are exiled to an area of Cybertron called the Gladiator Zone. Megatron has been dissected and disassembled by scientists on Earth and has actually been used as part of the Serpent OR program. So the Decepticons at this point are leaderless and disorganized. The Autobots are getting ready to celebrate the peace, the newfound peace that has come to Cybertron. Now, who is this Serpent OR guy? Now, there's parallels to the 1980s character Serpentor from the old G.I. Joe comics and cartoon, but it's not exactly the same guy. It's kind of an updating of that old story. If you remember, Serpentor from the G.I. Joe story was a, a guy made, actually physically made, kind of like a Frankenstein, made from parts of uh, old military leaders, Matilla the Hun, Genghis Khan, and all of them. He had their DNA, their memories, all of that stuff. Well, for the update, Devil's Do has made Serpentor a sentient mechanical weapon with a supercomputer brain. The justification for the project being this new weapon could be used to hunt down terrorists. It's a United States backed and funded uh, program. What they did was instead of using his DNA as they did in the 80s story, they instead downloaded the tactics of all those great military strategists into Serpent OR's brain. Now, the new twist on this, what makes the Art of War telling of the Serpentor story unique, is that this time he's also built from Transformers technology. He incorporates what they call Megatron's personality arrays. Now, Serpent OR refers to himself as Serpentor, okay? He also calls himself the son of Megatron. To everyone else, he's Serpent OR. The OR um, being short for organic robot. But he believes that he and Megatron are two separate entities, okay? And although he's the focus of the series, you do not mistake him for the one true Megatron. Throughout the first three issues, Serpent OR clearly understands who he is, and he even makes this clear to the Decepticons, that he is not Megatron, but he respects Megatron as much as they do. So the first two issues have dealt with Serpent OR's origin and set him up as the main villain in the series. By issue three, he's beaten Cobra Commander, got to Cybertron, and made it clear that he's after the Matrix. How exactly he's leading the Decepticons isn't clear to me. He's got these tentacle things that shoot from his arms and go into uh, the robots' faces and bodies, like some sort of a link-up. I don't know if he's rewiring their brains or if he's just really charismatic. Megatron's head, meanwhile, is still in the bunker where, where Serpent OR was birthed. So, once he achieved his sentience and escaped from the facility, 
this Serpent OR guy doesn't go back to rescue Megatron, and that's kind of got me perplexed as well. Character-wise, the story's made up of Generation 1 Transformers, not the current lines like uh, Cybertron or uh, Alternators or whatever. And the Joes are made up from 1980s Joes, not Sigma-6 guys. Um, just a quick rundown, a few of the characters so far have been uh, on the Joe side, Scarlet, Snake Eyes, Hawk, Cobra Commander's been there, Zartan's been there. On the Transformer side, you've seen Perceptor, Bumblebee, Grimlock, RC, Hot Rod, Prime, and of course Megatron's head. There's lots of big guys in, in the big fights that have happened, like Predaking, Piranacon. Piranacon steps on Bumblebee, which is actually pretty cool, and Omega Supreme has shown up so far. They've done a good job of showing lots of different characters from both lines, G.I. Joe and the Transformers, although Serpent O.R. is the main focus, and he does have more lines than most any other character. Okay, there's three covers for number one, two for two, and two for three. The A covers all join together to make a big battle scene, and then the other alternate covers, the B's and the C's, in the case of issue number one, have just been various uh, artwork that don't really link up or, or have anything to do with the other A covers. You can jump in right now. Issue three is uh, out on the newsstands as we speak, or out at the comic book stores as we speak, and is a good point if you want to uh, get in on the series because, actually, the whole first three issues have only covered about a little less than a day in comic book time. And since all the, the big battles that are to happen will happen in about issue four and five, you could get three and I don't think still be very lost in the story when it comes time for uh, four, which comes out again, like I say, in the next two weeks, and then five, which will wrap up the whole series. All right, that's the end of my three-minute overview that's actually uh, six and a half minutes long. I want to thank Jesse for letting me crash TF Wire, and this is uh, Crazy Steve saying, if you can't be awesome crazy, be crazy awesome. Thank you, Crazy Steve, for that. Yes, thank you, Crazy Steve. And if you would like to be featured on this segment, send in your submission. Submit. To... TFWire at gmail.com. Thank you. It's Google Riffic. Yes. On to listener questions now, yes? Yes. Sure. <laughs> this one comes from Vectorplex. Will you be getting the Cybertron Primus toy? I already have it. Um, I have to say, for even at 50 bucks, it still feels like kind of a ripoff. <laughs> it wasn't. The transformation is not nearly as interesting as Unicron's was, but you don't have to worry about any empty shell bits this time. All in all, though, if you lose the cyber key that it comes with, it's the actual cyber square or chip square, if you lose that, you will never be able to transform Primus ever again. <laughs> bum, bum. I, this drives me batty. I hate this. I hate it when toy companies make that one piece that is instrumental to the enjoyment of the figure. Oh, and when he's in planet form, he just looks like a, 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 a slightly smaller volleyball with four pegs coming out the bottom. 
Yeah, I've been planning on skipping him. I've got Unicron, I don't need Primus. What about you, Matrix? I really have no interest in picking it up unless I can find it for twenty dollars like I did uh Unicron. Unicron. Uh wait till maybe around Christmas or maybe after Christmas. It'll probably go on sale then. Well, I was still waiting for the uh, Starscream figure to go on clearance, which it still hasn't. It went on clearance at a Target in my area, like, one weekend. It was 20 bucks, and I still didn't buy it. And then I went back, and the next weekend, it was at 50 bucks again. I was like, what the don't, hell? Don't, me, don't get me started on uh, the Target distribution here in my area. Anyway, if Matrix, if you are looking for it, wait for the uh, sales at the end of the year. Wait for the post-Kwanzaa sale or something. Post-Kwanzaa <laughs> sale? Yeah. All right. Uh, next question? Yes. Question two. This comes from Scott. My question is simple. Any ideas on how I can get my hands on the never-released in the U.S. series like Headmasters and Master Force? BitTorrent. Well, uh, if you go... But that's illegal! Tech... Your point? Actually, <laughs> I... You know, I wish D-Buster... I wish our legal friend was here. He could answer this. <laughs> yeah. But um, seriously, if you're looking, Master Force has been su- uh, fan-subbed completely by TV-Nihon. That's TV-N-I-H-O-N. They've completely subbed that series, and they're actually on episode 15 of the Headmaster series right now. Also, there are there's a group in, Lund- in England somewhere that has a fan dubbing of the entire series. Or you could go the way of yep. eBay and get the very, very bad Hong Kong uh, uh, subs. Wasn't there a version that was released in the UK? Too? Yes. yes, there was. Really, you really could, bad. Uh, horrible. You could import that and watch it on your computer. But you wouldn't be able to use it on a DVD player unless you had a uh, DVD player that could handle PAL format yep. discs or a TV that was yep. PAL format. Or you buy VCDs like I did, but save your money... Don't buy it. It's horrible. Yeah, the Headmaster. I thought Master Force is the better of the two they series. Re- did they ever release official VCDs? No. Uh, I didn't say these were official. <laughs> okay, then they, if you're going to go with VCDs, just I will say this. I have seen easier. them. They did release Laserdisc versions of both of those shows, but I know of no one who's still got a Laserdisc player. When you have a Transformer called Sparkle, it's best to just <laughs> skip the series. <laughs> Okay? Yes. Okay. So, question three. Sure. Question number three comes from Randy. What would have to happen to make you stop collecting? <laughs> Kill off your favorite character? Bad series movie? It's a bad series or movie? Poor quality toys? Well, to be qu- <laughs> well, to be quite honest, Randy, we've had all of them happen except bad movie. How about the lack would of you consider tra- cash? I mean, aside from the... Uh, rose-colored glasses that we viewed the Transformers movie from. It's not a great movie. It's candidate for MSTing it as it stands anyway. I mean, it's entertaining. It's not a good movie. I know I'm going to get a lot of email about that, but I mean, objectively speaking, it's a really fun movie, but it's not good. And you were saying, Jesse? Uh, I said, how about the lack of cash? Yeah, that that's a big one. I don't even think... <laughs> if I ran out of money to spend on it, I probably wouldn't keep buying the toys at that point, but I'd probably still keep up on things and maybe ask for them as gifts for holidays, and I'd still keep up with the fandom. Aside from Cybertron Soundwave, I haven't bought any new Transformers in months. I still have the other three uh, 
Beast Wars 10th toys to review. Oh, when the next hell week. were you going to do that? We can do that next week. Yeah, next week. Ugh. Deep within the jungle? <laughs> yes. Deep within the... Deep within jungle planet. Oh. So the lack of cash would be uh, what would make me lose interest. It would be a pause factor for me, not a uh, end factor. I, I would go with Awa. It'd have to be ma a major pause factor for me as well. Or if something like horribly... Oh, oh, Alright, I'll also th say this. If I lost both arms and was not able to transform it, and I had to do it with my feet, I would probably stop buying it. Maybe you could do it better with your feet. Uh, maybe. <laughs> that just reminds me, I have to look up what the record is for solving a Rubik's Cube with your feet, and then if there isn't one, set it. Oh my god. Worst... That's useless information. <laughs> Worst tangent ever. <laughs> oh, come on, I can solve a Rubik's Cube in a minute and a half. How is that a bad tangent? You, oh, wait, that's how. Never you have mind. too much time on your hands. Moving on! Last question. I've been able to solve a Rubik's Cube in a minute and a half since I was ten. Last question! Okay. <laughs> the final question! From Crazy Steve! Yeah! I'm not gonna read what it. TF what TF conventions oh, okay. have you been to? Are we reading it together? <laughs> sure! <laughs> <laughs> What, what TF conventions have you been, been to, and which do you plan on attending in the near future? Now, if you uh, heard any of that and understood it, good for you. Yep. Yes, you get one point. Uh, I've heard some people excited about ICOM 1. It's too far for me to go to. BotCon's within driving distance, and I'm going to try to get there. I'm not sure if I'll be able to pull it off. I mainly do anime conventions in local area, although I do always cruise the dealer's room for Transformers toys, and uh, at the one that I'm going to be going to in the middle of July, David K is actually going to be there. I may try to get an interview nice. with him. What he meant to say was, he will get an interview with him. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that I have it lined up yet, but I'm going to do everything in my power to get one set up. He has it set up, people. <laughs> Matrix, die in a fire. Um, I have not been to any TF conventions. I really want to go to either BotCon or Icon 1. I live in Baltimore right now, and I go to Otacon. That's the only convention I can afford to go to, because Otacon is, Otacon is synonymous with bank-sucking. Yeah. And um, It's also synonymous with uh, Solid Snake's tech guy. Yes, yes, yes it is. Uh, but it's spelled... Oh, no, it's spelled the same. No, or wait. No, it's, <laughs> you know that they actually said in one of the games that's where he took the yes. name from, Yes, right? the, the, the first, first game. one. But he spells yes. it O-T-C-O-N. The convention spells it O-T-A-K-O-N. O-T-A-C-O-N. No, he spells it O-T-A-C-O-N. A-C-O-N, yeah, I misspelled yeah. it. But uh, the reason they did that is because Otacon, O-T-A-K-O-N, is actually trademarked. It's copyrighted. Yeah, it's copyrighted. Trademarked. Wait, no, trademarked, I think, applies to that. <laughs> Whatever. Trademark does apply in that situation, so people won't be yelling at us for legal on that. So, for me, I've only ever been to one Transformers convention, and that was BotCon 2002, which happens to be in the same exact location as Iacon 1 this year, and I'm going to try and go to there as well, since it's only like an hour and a half, maybe two hours away from me. I'm going to try to show up at BotCon this year. He's going to show and, up at BotCon uh, this year. And I am definitely going to show up at uh, the local Cincinnati convention, IkasuCon. So if anybody out there listens to TFWire and is planning on going to IkasuCon, come up and say hi to me, okay? 
But they won't know what you look like. I'll have our 64 on my name tag, and I'm going to be working security for the vendor room. You'll have to cover up your face with your hand, and just show your one eye. I don't mind if people recognize me after they see me in person. I just don't want people recognizing me without having seen me in person first. You know? Okay. Now I'm going to get swamped with people with camera phones. <laughs> I have pictures of Awa! And then nobody will care. Okay. And before we go, a word about our sponsor, BigBadToyStore.com. Big Bad Toy Store is currently taking pre-orders for the recently announced 6-inch Jetfire, Skywarp Scourge, and Optimal Optimus Transformers Titanium figures. Each figure can be pre-ordered for $16.99. They're also taking pre-orders for the just-announced 3-inch Grimlock, Predaking, and Scorponok figures with a price of $5.49 each. Not interested in the Titanium line? Big Bad Toy Store is also taking pre-orders for the upcoming Alternators Camshaft, which is the repainted silver Acura RSX. You can nab this figure for $29.99 or buy it in a case with Mirage, Optimus Prime, and Meister for $89.99. Not interested in the alternators either? You can also pre-order the upcoming Cybertron figures such as Unicron, Primus, Galaxy Force, Optimus Prime, and Cryo Scourge, all set to be released within the next few months. So visit BigBadToyStore.com and tell them TF Wire sent you. And with that, I believe we're done with the podcast. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> this is Spada saying good night and good luck and signing out. This is our 64 saying. This is our 64 saying. In a recursive loop. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I say bye, and I'm gonna say bye for Curus too, just because I can. You can't. But you I did. Can't? But you did. So, I'll let it go. And hopefully next week Awa will be out of the jungle. Yes. I'm tired of hearing those damn birds. Maybe I can find some dingoes. (laughs) And this is Matrix Prime out.